Hello and welcome. This is the Nicholas Natale Show. I am your host, Nicholas Natale. Today we have a wonderful man joining me, Jake I'm Corkhouse. back, baby. What's up? <laughs> Jake is back and better than ever. Jake, thank you for joining me. We have a very special topic today. Yeah, um, we're actually going to be talking more about you, and I'm going to be the interviewer mm. today. Spicy. So um, this is what the crowd has been wanting. They want to get to know more about you. Mm. So uh, yeah, let's just start things off, huh? Sure, hit so, me with it. Nick, um, you have always been known to be an entrepreneur. 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 Yeah. You know, and growing up um, with you and being in college, you always had these crazy business ideas. Yeah. You know, why don't you go and tell me about some of them, some of them that were successful, some of them that failed. What did you learn from it? And what advice could you give someone who's trying to start a business? Loaded question. Go. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot. Man. Absolutely. Growing up, I did I did pursue some ventures. And first, I th- I'd like to say, I think part of the reason, one, I think entrepreneurs have a little bit of like something in them that just makes them want to do entrepreneurial like mm-hmm. things. But I feel like I got pretty lucky because my mom also encouraged stuff like that. Like my first, this this is probably my first yeah, let's, ever. Let's hear the very first business idea you ever had. My first every little hint. I, I, Your first million you made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I actually quick little sidebar. Okay. There's this website that helps you find like guests and hosts and stuff like that. And someone reached out to me and said, "Have you started a business with less than a thousand dollars and made over one million? Join my show." And I was like, "That's got to be like." point zero 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 one percent of people yeah besides the point though way off course um (laughs) my first venture was i went up to my mom and i was like hey mom i got this great idea it's a wonderful idea i want to go to target and i want to buy a big pack of like full-size candy bars and sell those that's cool it's a classic yeah yeah because i was like man you know i don't ever see anybody eating some full-size candy bars at yeah. lunch. And the vending machines at our school and most schools sucked. Yeah. So, yeah, there was good profit to be made. It was like enforced healthy. There's like you, you're putting in four quarters and getting a full apple with three bruises on it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like, been in there for 10 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I was in seventh grade and I she was like, cool. And what I really think she did was she bought the candy for me and I went and sold it and I kept the profit, which I feel like is the perfect encouragement, you know, yeah, to exactly. continue to do we'll things. We start out with small scale, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so we I want to talk go. about the cost of running a business. Yeah. We're going for straight yeah. profit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember I was just I would spend my lunches just going up to people like, "Hey, you want a candy bar? You want a candy?" And I would just keep them in a Ziploc bag, which probably oh, I remember <laughs> that those up. playing basketball and you haggling when you please. It's for uh, it's you like, just make up some random stuff and yeah, you feel bad and you give them a dollar. Got my sales salesman uh, on. You're gonna want it. This chocolate is is good for you. Make you feel good. You know. Yeah, I think you said it like it would. It would he, it was like the the fountain of youth, basically. I do remember saying yeah, something you like say that. Yeah, you stuff like that. Uh, from there, I feel like I moved on. Like once I got a little taste of the candy bars doing well, I feel like I moved on to like chips, like different types of chips. And like I ended up having like a small inventory in my yeah, backpack every day. Basically a small grocery store. <laughs> Convenience <laughs> yeah. store. Just without the liquor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe not at school. Just kidding. Um, yeah, that's where I think it started. And then I got another little taste when my brother, he ran a 
a mow and blow, which I didn't know people called it. Wait, this. can can we define this before we go any farther? I want to know. Say that one more time. He ran a mow and blow. You guys hear that? A mow and blow. Is this legal? This it's super. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I had recently heard that term for the first time this year. It means he did gardening services, landscape. Oh, mowing and blowing. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have said that for my business, but that's what he was running. Uh, he left that and he gave me a few of his clients and it was mainly like family and family friends. Yeah, um, yeah. But even through that sort of thing, man, family will tell you what's up and customer feedback is, is as straightforward as <laughs> it gets. Funny. You gotta have a, your own PR de- department, huh? Yeah, so I remember like mowing my uncle's yard and he'd be like, you're weed whacking too short, son. It just isn't right. And every week having to come back and like try to uh-huh. do it right. And I, 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 when I reflect on that little business, I always wanted to – like my mind was always about growing it to the point where I didn't have to be the guy mowing yeah. and blowing. So – you want to take it on the management side, yeah. Which is so fascinating because I was probably 15 at the time. Okay, you know? I like it. Yeah. Shoot for the stars. Yeah, and that just had a natural decline as one does is when they get older, <laughs> you know. Um, I sold T-shirts at school, and that never really went away from me. I sold somebody else's T-shirts that owned a company called Surfer Jesus, and he gave me a bunch of shirts, and he was like, you sell them, and I'll – he originally – let me have five dollars profit for every one I oh, sold. That's pretty good. Yeah, for a high school kid, I was paying gas, paying yeah, gas money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I think he saw a little bit of like potential in me. He's like, "You keep all the profits, man." And wow, what so, a guy! Yeah, so that was also really encouraging. And I haven't really hit a hard roadblock in my business life yet, entrepreneur. Okay. Like I've, I've, yeah, in those days, like my friends were really supportive and then always bought stuff from me. And but when I got to college, I feel like this is a real turning point for me. I was gonna say after innocence is gone and people don't feel bad anymore. Yeah. what happens yeah once you hit 18 it's a little bit different i i started this t-shirt company called free free tees yes and the premise behind free tees was i wanted to sell t-shirts to raise funds to prevent sex trafficking Mm -hmm. noble cause great cause yeah but boy did i lack some basic business knowledge well yeah you already had everyone gave you the free the free merch you had free candy bars free t-shirts so yeah. now you had to learn what a true business it was yeah um and i felt like it was going good i was finding models at college yeah. to take photos in the shirts and uh, i had a graphic designer that was working for free cause she also went to school and and she was like it's killing it. Like we would meet every week and I'd be like, this is my idea for this. And I'd like do a mock-up and she'd bring it to life. And it, you know, like every week we were getting close to this thing. And I was using a third party service to people could just buy the shirts and then the third party would send it to them. And I wouldn't have any cost involved, yeah. which is good for a broke college kid. But the biggest turning point was when my graphic designer, so me and her in partnership together you know full partnership Uh-oh. on this thing she just hit me up one day and was like hey i'm moving to thailand see ya and like the next week she moved to thailand wow and for me a reflection of mine is that didn't have to make the whole business die no. i mean not to be mean but there's a thousand graphic designers there's a thousand graphic designers and in my mind i was like well that's a 
darn shame. <laughs> We're closing down shop. <laughs> Looks like uh, I'm going to settle this one down. <laughs> and that was the end of it, really. Like, uh, I, I feel like I kept with it maybe a little bit after, and I tried to do a little bit on my own. And, yeah. you know, you, you switch up your priorities. And sometimes you let those excuses of, I lost one person, so I might as well just just call yeah. it. Question for you on that one. Sure. How much money were you able to donate for the cause? Oh, Are you able to say that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was more than a hundred dollars. It was probably oh, like okay, fifty, okay. sixty. Yeah, 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 bucks. yeah. It was That's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, every dollar counts with that. So good true. For you. Good for Thanks. You. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. And then after that, I started. Whoo, baby! This one Uh-oh. is a Uh-oh. roller coaster. Um, I looked at my student loans. I think this is what inspired it. And I was like, I got to make some money, real money. Cause yeah. I was, I was doing TA work and I was an RA and stuff, but yeah. I was like, I'm going to make some real hardcore cash, some dope cash money, baby, cash money. And I started a web design okay. company in college where I would, I would just make websites for people, you know, as, as, yeah, as yeah, people yeah, do. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. Uh-huh. And uh, I joined all the websites like freelancer.com, um, Upwork, and I really, I feel like I got more hits on freelancer.com. Okay. And I got this this gig, and it was this old lady in New Jersey, and she owned a retail store, and she hit me up, and she's like, uh, I'm looking to have a website made for my retail store. I sell like old lady clothes and <laughs> you know and i was like oh sweet like how much are you looking to pay blah blah blah. and she's like well what do you think is fair and i was like one i think i was probably naive and two i was probably like get that bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly and i don't remember what i said but i think i said like 5k which is not an unreasonable amount but for a college kid like that was that was, that was bank money right yeah there. like i would have been chilling you know like yeah you're basically think how much top ramen you could have bought with that you know lifestyle your food supplies is good for the rest of your life you yeah guys. like i was about to live off of that for the next three four years yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I had it all mapped out and when she was like five thousand is good i was like oh ooh. Uh, you know all this good stuff but she was like she wanted to like use this quickbooks which is a very well-known invoicing yes thing uh and i was like i one i never heard of it but two the only rule of thumb i knew was like stay on the website you're on right yep. you yeah, know yeah, rule yeah, number one yeah. stay on the website you're on and they're like, no, let's use QuickBooks. And I was like, nah, let's stay on the website. And they're like, no, like I, my business is already on QuickBooks. I can just invoice you real quick. It'd be easy. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever, fine. QuickBooks is cool. And then like slowly but surely, I started to notice a few more red flags that I didn't take wind of. Like some of the grammar just wasn't perfect all the time, which is not uncommon, but it was notice noticeable yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that you're saying maybe english wasn't english was not the first language he wasn't really from new jersey he wasn't really from new jersey and i was looking it up like i looked up the person i was like this is an old lady on facebook this is the store on facebook this Matches. is oh wow so it was pretty intricate it's yeah so like i had reason to believe it wasn't them but i also had a reason to believe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah there was, there was a cautious guy. yeah i'm a cautious guy and time continues and time continues and I'm like doing the requirement solicitation and this 
something happens where they like were going to send me a little bit of money, but then like something fell through. And so, you know, I try to reach out to them and give them a phone call being the direct guy I am. And like, since I was on Snapchat in college, mm-hmm. I was on Snapchat and the phone number came up and it showed the photo of the person who had the phone number. Oh, who and was it, it was a dark skinned male and the, it showed the location was like in Africa. And I was like, Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. No, no, no. Oh no. And I called the number and it was like, hello. And I was like, Oh God, like I have <laughs> made a severe mistake of judgment. And then I get like a, like I'm looking at my bank stuff and I don't even know how this happened. I still, to this day, I have no idea how this happened. They charged me. They took like 5k from my account, which I only had like 2000 in my account or whatever, you know, as a college kid. And then I'm tripping. I'm tripping hard. Oh yeah. That's that's, (laughs) you had your whole life savings, right? And then you got it taken away. And I'm like, I was going to make money. This is the business I had. It's going to be perfect. And I go to us bank and I'm like, Hey, this happened to me. And they're like, it looks like you made, you made that whatever which i didn't dang and i'll I'll, I'll die on that cross i don't know if that sounds like the bad metaphor but i'll die on that hill and they're like you made this this transaction so you're out 5k and i was like no there's got a way away like you're lying to me yeah and they're like sorry about it they're like you can go talk to that lady in the corner she might be your last hope whatever and this lady maybe this is the innocence again you know she like she she took some pity on me and she was like dang that's a lot of money for you and i was like it is. <laughs> she said, you, you broke. <laughs> Bro, you, you, you really broke. broke. <laughs> and she called QuickBooks and she was like, hey, you need to refund this money. And they're like, no. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. And I would have stopped after the phone call. And this chick stood up for me and was like, no, you're going to put your manager on the line and I'm going to talk to them. And they're like, we can't do that. And she's like, no, you're going to. Good for her. And I'm like, my goodness. Like, I'm sitting like... As shy as can be in that oh, yeah, U.S. Yeah, bank, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they transferred to the manager. The manager hits her with, no, there's nothing we can do. And then I'm like, okay, for real, we're done here. Yeah, it's game over. For real. And she says, no. She went full Karen. For, not even, <laughs> in the best way, though, in the most beautiful way. And she's like, nope, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. This took three weeks. We called like every oh other my day. Gosh. Every other day we called QuickBooks you together. Just went back I to just the went bank. in every day because I was oh, like, I'm wow. at 5K. That's yeah, my whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We called every day. She was day. your last hope. She was yeah. my last hope. And then we finally, we finally got it back. And it was, dude, it was mind blowing. And I'm even, this is the worst part of it all. I thought I was being nice. I'm going to get her a gift. I got her a succulent. Like a nice size succulent, no pot. I didn't know you needed pots for succulents oh, yeah. at the time. Just dirt on all over a desk when I left it, and I was like, I am so stupid. <laughs> I am, I'm so sorry, lady. But did you ever hear back from her? Did she say thank you? I or? said yes. Yeah. I said thank. You. Okay, I went in there okay, again okay, and okay. make sure she got her succulents. Dude, but crazy. That was a real taste of. She's a real balls. life superhero. She is a real <laughs> life superhero. Honestly, she is. So then I guess I the the most recent one. I had a few other businesses in between with personal yeah. training and personal training and mainly just like content creation uh-huh. stuff like photography and videography and stuff like that but i think the most recent one was little webby which yes which isn't fully dismantled at this time but 
I do think it's it's probably near its time. Can we can we uh, get a little bit of insight on that? Is what is Little Webby? Little Webby we, is we hear advertisements for it every single week. So that's true. Uh, Little Webby is a software development company. We make custom software, custom websites for individuals and okay. or not individuals. Sorry, businesses B two B B two B business. Yeah. And we had a a fairly sizable client that ended up falling through and there was like over the course of time first of all we did graphic design at the beginning too and we made logos and stuff and i made 30 dollars off of the first gig nice and that was like crazy you know i was yeah, like yeah. oh man I'm, nice I'm, being a profit. yeah i'm in the profit i paid somebody else like a couple hundred bucks like it was like wow like this finally feels like i'm doing something in the right direction and then more people got involved, which they were fantastic. Like yeah. the best software developers I could have. And just people to work with. Like beautiful people to be on a team with. Oh, like, that's the dream. Yeah, it was the dream. And I think just in general, the main takeaway for why it ended was, um, I don't know. I think one of it would be just like, oh, the motivation. So those guys were all working for free. And at some point, you can work. We worked for like eight months. You and your free labor, I love it. I know we worked for like eight months for this pretty big client, and ended up falling through. And it's hard to like have a team that you care about, you know. And they're working hard, and you're working hard, and you just can't pay them at the end. Ah, makes sense. You know, makes sense. Um, so that's kind of why it fell through because it's you can. I kept having clients line up, then clients fall through, and then. You know that's that's trust with your team. Yeah. So is this a product that could still be used later on, or is this is this coming to an end? Like the product's there, you just got to market it now. Are you still going to try and market it out, or are you just calling it? We talked about it, and I think we could, we could definitely market it and make some money off of it. it will this go on Shark Tank? Yeah, it's uh, actually season 13, episode 4. We're going to be on it. And that's not true. I was going to say, we didn't hear that. That would be awesome. No. So the overall consensus with us was we created something for someone else and we made it better than they ex- like could have ever expected it to be. And yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. Like It is a thousand times better than what the original request was. But it's not our idea. So, like, it's almost as if, like, buying is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like, ten group of guys and there's an idea, all ten people have to buy into this idea for it to be anything successful. And we kind of all felt like this is somebody else's idea that we're not super stoked about you know like we didn't want to end up doing this project for the next three years even if we made money gotcha and i mean we could have branched out to do other things but that's still your life making it for the client but not because you necessarily that was your dream your goal something you love to do yeah we loved for the money aspect of it for that client for sure like we loved we loved software development we loved working together but at the end of the day if that's going to be our bread and butter and the client's no longer there that's not worth it makes sense makes sense at least it wasn't worth it to us so last question what is your next step because you you always got ideas cooking you're always moving and grooving where is your head taking you next 
Uh, my head right now is trying to focus more on singular tasks, singular things. Okay. I'm not very good at it. But the next <laughs> business thing is I'm looking to purchase some rental properties. Oh, going yeah. into real estate now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is... Taking some pointers from a couple of your old podcasts. Guess. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Because one, I think ah, there's... I, there's money to be made yeah. and I actually like it. Okay. So that's cool. However, on the flip side of that, I'm also doing that just so I can fund more things like this because this is where my passion lies is doing podcasts and videos and creating so content. About that. See how much he cares about you guys. Mm-hmm. Make sure to hit that like button just for that, <laughs> just for that right there. Like it. But really I, I struggle with this a lot and I'm actually, let's do this. So I'm curious about your opinion on it. Okay. Because I always feel like there has to be money coming in in order to sustain side hustles like – like these are passion passion yeah. things like podcasting, making videos. Those are things I would want to do till the day I die. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have money coming in to do it, you can't do it. Yeah, you have to have a livelihood. Yeah. So what's your question? My question is, is do you think that's true? Um, well, you always need money coming in, but it all depends on your type of lifestyle. Right. You know, if you're a minimalist, then – you can get away with maybe side gigs or if you're making minimal money off the podcast, you can technically make that. So I think it depends on your lifestyle and what you want in life. You know, you want a big flashy life, then, hey, you got to make more money. Yeah. Unfortunately. But um, I think I think with you putting so much time and effort into it, I think it's a side gig now. But I think if you live a minimalistic life, which you are mm-hmm. – um, I think this could become a full-time gig and a 40-hour job for you that you absolutely love to do, and that will continue to grow. But I personally think the more time that you can invest into the thing you love doing and trying to make money off of it, the quicker it's going to grow. So the, the quicker you can transition out of that full-time job to this, the quicker it will grow. That's my input on it. Love it. Good. Jake, thanks for, for hosting and guesting today. Appreciate it. I actually, last thing, um, when this does become a full-time thing, you are, I want this on record. You're first, I, I get 5%. You get 5%. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys you, already here first. <laughs> but you work full-time. Okay, I work full-time. All right. But All right. but I need, I need a, a six-figure salary. Yeah, okay. All right. Five percent and uh, six years. Oh wait, what? That's on top. I thought the five percent was covering that. You agreed to both. Have a good night, folks. Bye. Bye.